When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back in it is hour number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. As we welcome you back to our South Point Sportsbook Studios. Again, alongside Wes Reynolds, I'm Ben Wilson filling in for Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi on our Wednesday show. Unfortunately, Wes, uh, the, the break was spent. Uh, it's almost a we're, we're doing a swan song. We're, we're close to pouring one out for Roger Federer as we start with a quick Wimbledon update. Uh, things have gone from bad to worse as Fed gets broken by Hubert Hurkacz. So he's now down two sets and a break, plus 800 on the live line at BetMGM. Again, he was minus 250 entering today. And uh, now here, you know, Wes, here we are, just you and I trying to figure out, all right, when's the last tournament for Right, Federer? we're, like, like, we're uh, like planning his retirement so party sad. already, which maybe, maybe we're a little hasty on, but obviously he is about to turn 40 years old. So, mm. you know, you would expect, obviously, there's the U.S. Open later this year. And we even talked about the fact that he, more often than not, will skip the French Open, and he did not not do that this year, but you could see maybe next year, maybe next year is kind of like his, uh, his going away tour, like, like coach K is going to have down at Duke this year, where maybe every event gives him a rocking chair or some kind yeah. of, of gift or whatnot. But Roger Federer, one of the all time greats. And I think you could still argue the greatest of all time. I would say Djokovic is going to match that if he goes ahead and wins this because Djokovic does have the head to head 
uh, best of the record against both Federer and Nadal. Now, it's not very widespread. It's just maybe a couple games over 500 or right. a couple matches over 500 against both. But one of the all-time greats. And, you know, it, it's like if you're watching boxing when you see that old fighter and he's just trying, man, and the will is there and the desire is there, but maybe the body is just not there. And, you know, young guys out here can overpower you, and you're kind of seeing that right now with Hubert Hurkacz, uh, the Polish uh, player, up 3 nothing here in the third set where where uh, Roger Federer may be going out in straight sets here in the quarters, and that would set up Hurkacz against the winner of either OJ Ali Asim or Matteo Berrettini. Berrettini, by the way, up one set right now in that match, so they're currently playing the second. Matteo Berrettini at BetMGM, minus $3, plus two and a quarter on the Canadian OJ Ali Asim, and the Federer-Hurkic match, if you believe Federer is going to come down from 3 nothing and down 30-15 here <laughs> on serve, you can go ahead and bet him at plus 1,500 if you so desire. But Herbert Hurkic now in line, minus 10,000. Yeah. It looks like this is going to be the end of at least 2021 uh, Wimbledon for Roger Federer. Uh, yes. Uh, and by the way, Roger Ali seemed up a break in that uh, second set, so he's up 3-2 right now and uh, serving. Yeah, I tend to think we are going to see Roger Federer uh, elect to not play the French Open next year if he is going to call it a career. Probably going to you would think at Wimbledon maybe 2022. I don't want to get ahead of myself. It's making me sad just to, just to think about it. Uh, a little bit later on in this hour, we will preview the two women's semifinals. Semifinal Thursday going on tomorrow at the All England Club. We'll keep you posted on uh, on these matches as they progress. But again, Federer in a uh, world of hurt. A couple of the early baseball games though going on West with a very full slate, a number of split double headers today. Uh, the Rays. 3-1 over the uh, the Indians. Indians did, did just get one back with a Fran Mil Reyes homer, but a, a really uh, tough start in that. For Again, these are a couple of spot starters going at it today. J.C. Mejia gave up three early runs on the Indian side, and uh, Drew Miley really struggling today at PNC Park. The Pirates bat around in the first inning, get three runs off of him after Will Crow gave up a run in the top of the first. So the Pirates right now, Wes, 3-1 lead after just an inning. Live total up to 12.5, and, and they're minus 200, I'm seeing uh, here on the live line and this was a you look at uh, an Atlanta team who while they've had so many struggles look Pittsburgh has been awful mm-hmm. yet uh, Pirates kind of I don't know they've, they've found some life with the bats sort of out of nowhere here these last uh, couple of nights yeah and uh, the over did get the money here in Pittsburgh and so far so good nine and a half was the closer and as you mentioned up to about 12 on the in running line now three to one after one inning in Pittsburgh and we got a game that's about to get started yep. and that is the White Sox against the Twins Lance Lynn and Michael Pineda I took a little shot with Michael Pineda at about plus 110 still seeing some 105 out there minus 105 at BetMGM Lance Lynn I think has been very good this year, and I'm a big Lance Lynn guy because he is from Brownsburg, Indiana, my late mother's hometown. But we see this out of Lance Lynn a lot. He starts out the season very well, and then as the season goes along, there's a little bit of regression. So he's not going to crash necessarily, but I do believe there's spots that go against him, and clearly the market agrees as Michael Pineda and the Twins are getting the money. And how about this? It's a Circa at our other studio across town. A flip of favorites here. Pineda and the Twins up to minus 108 with a minus 102, the take back there on the Chicago White Sox. So very interested, interesting to see that again starts in about five minutes. This is the Lombardi line, hour number two here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Another break for Hubert Hurkacz, who that's so uh, this uh, this is making me so sad. Yeah, four nothing Hurkacz yeah, in the, the third this set is, of 2-0. This is the old lion man just trying uh-huh. to hang in there, you know, just Say saying, so. "Come at me, come at me." It feels like uh, Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, where Ric Flair is like, "Come on, kick me," you know, <laughs> retire me here. And Shawn Michaels does the "I'm sorry, I love you." I just popped our producer JJ, who oh, of course man. gets that reference, but I uh, don't. But I, I just, I, I still, I, I lo- but thank what, you for laughing along anyway. I, I appreciate. It, it. Look, I didn't even, like, you know it's good. You don't even need to know the reference to still laugh at it. I'll follow him at Wes Reynolds 1, by the way. Our producer, J.J. Leonard, behind the glass. we got the A-team today. Tony Pernatazzi, our technical director downstairs. Uh, speaking of the A-team, time to bring on our senior NBA analyst in Jonathan Von Tobel as we react to game one of the NBA Finals from last night. Look ahead to what we expect now for uh, the rest of the series and game number two, JVT. You got, you got that reference, I hope, right? Make, at least making two uh, out of no. us three. No, okay. No shot. No he, shot. He does no not get shot. that <laughs> reference. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, Wes knows me. Wes understands my limitations with references at times. So, yeah, I had nothing. It's very fair. It's very fair. Uh, we take a look at uh, this uh, Suns Bucks series. I know you and I we talked uh, over the weekend. You definitely liked the Suns overall for the series. Of course, at the time we were not expecting to even see Giannis in Game Number One. I'll start there with what uh, you saw last night. Just given the expectations, given even if we might have seen him, we were thinking it would be pretty limited uh, action for him. What should uh, people looking to maybe get involved with the Bucks take away from what they saw out of Giannis in Game One last night? So I think my main takeaway is, like, so while he played a decent minutes load, right, and while you saw him out there, I think the worry is that, like, it's not even a worry. I think you just you want to see more aggression out of him as you go forward, right? It's going to be something the Rangers like, hey, you know, 6 of 11, like 11 shots, you want more than that, right? And he had double digit in terms of free throw attempts, but, you know, you saw little slices of, like, true Giannis. But you didn't see the whole thing. You saw a low post possession early in the game where he literally just backed down DeAndre Ayton and sent him flying like a foot and finished on him, right? You know, you saw little things underneath the hoop where he gets those really athletic finishes underneath the basket. But those kind of disappeared as the game went on. So maybe is that a little less comfort with the knee? Is that kind of wearing down on it? Whatever it is. So I think my takeaway is moving forward, you want a little bit more out of him. And I think you'll probably get it as he gets more comfortable. Because if you look, they shot 61% at the rim in this game yesterday, guys. I think they only had about 21, 22 attempts. That's not what the Milwaukee box want, right? They want nearly 30 attempts within four feet of the basket. They want to shoot over 70%, which they did in the two games against Phoenix in the regular season. So, so my, my takeaway would be, you know, the Bucks are much live and much more live in the series than they looked yesterday. And it just coincides with Giannis getting a little bit more comfortable and thus the rim game kind of coming along with it. John, to follow up on that, and you mentioned, and and that's one of the reasons I like the over in the game, because the Bucks were so good at the rim, and also I think the fact that I thought Giannis was going to be out, and we know that the defensive numbers clearly drop in terms of defensive rating with those two teams, but what you mentioned yesterday about the Bucks shooting less of a percentage at the rim, do you think that was more of a byproduct of the Giannis injury, and just maybe Milwaukee being a little bit out of sorts offensively, or was there something that DeAndre Ayton and Phoenix did to where you would think that they're going to be at least a little bit more successful defending the paint than the Atlanta Hawks were in these finals. You know, I think they could be West. There's two things that bother me though, about Phoenix's rim defense, right? So let's go back to the regular season in the regular season. They were one of the top teams in terms of deterring just attempts within four feet of the basket. Right. Uh, but, 
They were 24th in terms of opponent rim shooting. So while you didn't get there often, when you got there, you finished. So they weren't really good at defending the rim in the regular season. And in the postseason, that has reversed itself. Coming into the series, I wrote about this, they actually had the worst opponent frequency of attempts within four feet of the basket. Teams were getting there. They just weren't hitting on them. And they came into this series giving up just 60.7% within four feet of the basket. So like the inverse of what they did in the regular season. I tend to think that the, the Bucks, as Giannis gets healthy, that they're going to be able to exploit that a little bit more. Because, you know, think back to yesterday, there are certain possessions where you can think about it. Drew Holiday had a couple of rim runs that were just too strong on a layup, right? Giannis, as I mentioned, had a couple of hits where he got to within under the basket, but he just couldn't finish as well and was pretty animated in some of the spots where he couldn't finish some of those rim shots, right? And to give the Suns credit, you know, they did play a little bit of the hack of Giannis. Like, when he got there, they would foul him. They were like, you know what, no, you're not going to get this attempt off. Let's put you on the free throw line. I think he ended up missing what, five, six free throw attempts? So I think that's kind of what goes into it. But I think at the end of the day, Wesley, after watching what they've done in the 72 regular season game, watching what Giannis and the Bucks did in the two regular season games against them, and what we have seen in the postseason up to this point, the attempts are going to be there for the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. And so now it's about capitalizing on those. And the last note on this, because you mentioned this, again, this all depends on if Giannis is going to be comfortable. Giannis absolutely ate DeAndre Ayton's lunch in the two regular season matchups, and you saw glimpses of that in this first game. If he starts to get comfortable, Ayton's been fantastic. He's a really good story with his development. That is still a mismatch if Giannis is fully healthy, and I don't think that's something they want to rely on as a Again, follow him at me, JVT, our recent senior NBA expert. And kind of to, to your point on that, uh, JVT, the one thing I took away, at least you know, just from like the eye test watching game one, it just felt like we see this sometimes with teams who make deep runs where, to me at least, the Bucks just look totally gassed after the long seven-game series against Brooklyn and such an emotional three-game end to the, the end of the Atlanta series. I should say the two-game end once Giannis goes out there. I'm not sure if you uh, agree with that, where like they just look to step slow at times, but to kind of to go to your point on the, on the pacing and just from not only Giannis' comfortable but from the team as a whole, one of the faster-paced teams tempo-wise all season in the NBA. And it was kind of bared out in the two regular season meetings where each team like pretty content to let the other kind of run their stuff and go up and down the floor. Obviously a lot different when you get to an NBA Finals, but uh, would you agree with that? Do you, do you think the Bucks just overall, uh, once they kind of get their sea legs underneath them, are a team that will be able to push tempo and uh, get a little more of their stuff a little bit more easily than, uh, than maybe we saw last night? So I will start this by saying, uh, as, a, as a man who had financially invested in the Los Angeles Clippers to win the title <laughs> and a fan of said Clippers team, uh, you can miss me with the belly aching about turnaround here. I mean, if Budenholzer made comments about it, I know that's been kind of a narrative, but, you know, the, the, the Clippers had to go an entire month with one day off in between games. They had two coming into today. And actually, it's pretty funny you mentioned it because Bud said in the post-game media he was like, look, if we win this game, it's all about, you know, hey, we were in our, you know, in a rhythm and in a groove. If we lose, it's all about turnaround. So I'm not sure how much turnaround it is, but if you look at it from the Bucks' standpoint, Phoenix finished the regular season 30th in opponent transition defense, right, in terms of opponents had a lot of success in transition. You mentioned the Bucks like to get up and down the floor. I would expect to see that a lot more coming into this in terms of getting out up and down the floor. The Suns were surprisingly really good in transition in this game yesterday. But I would expect more pace from Milwaukee again as Giannis gets a little bit more comfortable for sure. So uh, adding to that question that Ben just asked on pace, JVT, this uh, open yesterday, game one open 217 and a half, got bet to the over, basically closed around 219, 219 and a half, snuck over late in the final minute here. But now 220 and a half is what we're seeing for game two, 221. Do you think that that's enough of an adjustment or do you think that's too much of an adjustment? 
So it, it's right around where I think it should be, Wes. Like, I was expecting totals in the range of, like, 221, 221 and a half. Remember, in the two regular season games that they right. played, we're talking about totals of 226 and a half and 232. So, like, you know, we're still nowhere near what they were in the regular season. And we can account for a slower pace in the postseason. We see it all the time. But I, I tend to think, and I wrote about this near the beginning of the postseason for Point Spread Weekly. You know, essentially, we, we talk about pace so much when it comes to totals. And pace is part of it. But if you have two efficient offenses, pace is somewhat negated, right? If I'm averaging 1.2 like points per possession somewhere in that range, and so is the other team, well, then the, the pace is kind of negated to the point where we're just being overly efficient. And I just see two teams that have the offense when they're operating at full strength that is going to bother the opposing defense. I've mentioned a couple of times, right, Giannis, he, he can match up very well with the DeAndre Aiden type. He averaged 40 points per game in the regular season against the Phoenix Suns for a very good reason. They can attack the basket, that 24th-ranked rim defense, right, in the regular season. And on the flip side, we saw it yesterday. They switched everything, Milwaukee. Chris Paul and the Suns found all the mismatches on the floor. They went to drop coverage. Chris Paul immediately was like, oh, thank God, let's go, and scored like three straight buckets on it. So, like, I I think, Wes, while pace might factor into this a little bit, I just think when I see this from a matchup standpoint, I came into this series, Giannis or not, thinking that this was going to be a higher-scoring affair. So we have one over in the books. If this gets back to, because, you know, just licking the finger and testing the wind of people who are betting this game for game two, it sounds like the under is going to be in vogue here. If I get my buy price is going to be like 219, 219 and a half. If it gets under that 220 mark, I'll, I'll be back on the over one more time to test this theory that I think this is just going to be a higher scoring series. I think a couple moves here. I'm seeing uh, JBT to 221 right now, still holding out at BetMGM, uh, 220 uh, and a half. And, and to your point, too, with just the, you know, that we mentioned this earlier, the shot quality data had that at a, a 240 total last night. So even in a game where the Bucks looked a step slow, I mean, they're still the, the type of shots they're getting, and, and the Suns obviously could have even scored more uh, still at, the, at a 240 level. I guess from a side standpoint, too, and like I know you're you know, invested in uh, on the Suns here. I know you, we've talked, though, about how you think this will be a tight series. We expect this to be back and forth pretty deep in, but it doesn't sound like by any means you think this is just over uh, because of one game. Uh, having said that, I mean, from a, a buck standpoint, uh, all right, five and a half right now, uh, from you, you mentioned some of the adjustments that need to take place for uh, Milwaukee here. Uh, where are, like, are you thinking this is live enough to, to make a play on the Bucks? I know Cirque has gone down to five already. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that's going to be a, a somewhat popular play, at least here um, early. We'll, we'll see as we get closer to tip off tomorrow night, but did they show you enough uh, to, to give you some confidence here and potentially looking at a Milwaukee side in game two, or are you still not wanting any part of this until we see what they look like with Giannis back in a more comfortable role and, and back to full health? No, I, I already got Milwaukee plus five and a half. I mean, like I was talking about this yesterday on, on my guys in the desert. When you look at that number, that's a number that tells me Giannis isn't playing, right? Five and a half, five and a half, six. Like that's the number I make it if there's no Giannis out there. And uh, last time I checked, Giannis played over 30 minutes yesterday, right? So, like, I think this is (laughs) – right, right. So, like, as as you look at it from a power rating perspective, that's a number that's a little too high. Yes, it was a 13-point win yesterday for Phoenix, but, you know, there's going to be some corrections here for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think the three-point shooting maintains itself. One of the notes that I've had about the Phoenix Suns, Knicks like luck when it comes to open shooting. You know, you can go to the numbers, right? And they have given up 18.5% in terms of wide open looks in this postseason from beyond the arc. And let's just go anecdotally. You guys watch that Clippers series. How many of those games did we watch? We're like, Clippers not hitting wide open threes here again. Like, what are we doing? You know, they're giving up a lot of open looks. And that's what happens yesterday. Bucks come in after an abhorrent run of shooting in the postseason, shoot 44% from three. So that's kind of something that's going to maintain itself here from Milwaukee. And if that shooting at the rim corrects itself, like I've talked about, if Giannis gets a little bit more comfortable, 
this Bucks team is going to be still pretty live from an offensive standpoint. So, again, going back to the rating, would I make it? You know, with Giannis on the floor, I thought this should be like three and a half, four. So if you're talking like five and a half because of what happened yesterday, it's just a little too strong for me. So, yeah, I took five and a half already. Player props not out yet for game two should come out later today or early tomorrow morning. But I know in your write-up at VEASAN.com previewing this series, John, uh, before yesterday's game, you did target a couple props in this series. Uh, I think the bridges in terms of the three-point attempts, and I'll let you explain that. Anything else that you saw last night where it's like, you know what, maybe there's an angle that we can find here on a certain prop that we can exploit for the rest of this series? Yeah, I wrote about two of them, and uh, I will do the uh, the sports betting guy pat yourself on the back thing, Wes. Uh, <laughs> both of them did come through, right? The uh, the Chris Paul points and assists going over, uh, and then Mikhail Bridges over on the three-point uh, three attempts. And I, I'll be tracking those throughout the series, so I'll be you know, curious to see how odds makers adjust on them, and if anything. But uh, we'll start with Mikhail Bridges, right? And it ties into Chris Paul as well. You know, as we talked about the way the the way the Bucks play defense. You know, if you go back to the regular season, we talk about wide open threes allowed in the regular season over the course of seventy two games. You know, who ranks twenty seventh in terms of a wide open shots allowed to three point shooters? It was the Milwaukee Bucks it's because of that drop coverage that they play, and you saw a little bit of it yesterday. Now, if they're going to start to switch everything a little bit more, it does hurt that a little bit. And Mikhail Bridges had a few cracks at it yesterday. He went over, he hit two. But there were quite a few. There was a tip pass to him in the corner where he was wide open. Uh, there was one that got called back because of it. I think it was an offensive foul on Devin Booker. The attempts are going to be there for Mikhail Bridges. And so over on the one-and-a-half three-pointers made for Bridges, as long as it's still in that range, right? For yesterday, it was one-and-a-half over minus 125 is why I got it at. It closed at about minus 165, somewhere in that range. If you're weighing like a buck 20 on that and only at one-and-a-half, that is going to be a play for me throughout this series. And it ties into Chris Paul. Look, this is a series that is tailor-made for Chris Paul. You saw it yesterday. If you're going to switch everything, he will work you through screens and turn you in the blender until he gets Brooke Lopez on him, and he will hit mid-range jumpers over Brooke Lopez in space. If he doesn't and you get drop coverage, Chris Paul is going to be able to find the soft area of the floor, and he's going to be able to score. And if not, and if that isn't open, he's going to kick it out to a flailing shooter like a Devin Booker, like a Mikael Bridges, like a Jay Crowder, and he's going to rack up assists. So over on Chris Paul points and assists and over on Mikael Bridges made three pointers at about one and a half at a buck 20 range. Those two to me, Wes, are, are playable props until the market adjusts going forward in this series because those are just matchup things that I think are going to be exploitable as the series goes along. As a uh, Bucks fan, JVT, I would just say that the two words, drop coverage, if I never have to hear them again after the series, <laughs> I'm going to be really happy. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, well, it's funny because like, then, like, I just, it's funny. So I heard a lot of, there was a lot yesterday like, oh my God, like, but you got to get to this small ball lineup. Yeah. But here's the thing, and you know this, you're a Bucks fan. Who's the other guard that you're putting out there, right? Like, this is where they really miss Dante DiVincenzo because mm-hmm. if you're looking at this series from that perspective, you know, like, okay, let's, let's roll through the lineup really quickly. If you're looking at it, you're like, okay, if I put Giannis at the five, I can't put Portis, P.J. Tucker, Chris Middleton out on the fourth, and there's no ball handling. It's only Drew Holiday. And so you have to see Bryn Forbes hit a weird step-back jumper that he tries to attempt right at the end of that game, something like that. Like, it's, just, it's a tough spot for Bud overall. Because the injury to Dante DiVincenzo, the roster makeup, we all want that small ball five Giannis, but like the roster is just not constructed for that. And you kind of got to play drop coverage a little bit more in a series like this. Right. It's just amazing. You know, Brent Forbes, a guy, the regular season, JBT, I feel like he led the league in a number of games where it was just like 12 points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, four for five on threes. And like, that was it. That, that's kind of his role. Uh, but you, know, 
you make you make a good point on that. We'll see uh, if the Bucks can make uh, an adjustment for game two. Always appreciate you taking the time, JVT. Give yourself a pat on the back, you know, for all your your hard handicapping work throughout the uh, the season. Again, follow him at me, JVT. Thanks uh, for the time, John. And we'll I know we'll talk to you as well as the series continues up to progress. Here, have a good one. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Thanks, John. Wes, it is ha- it has happened, unfortunately. Roger Federer bageled. Yes. yes. Not not just does he lose a third set, bageled. That has never happened at Wimbledon before in his entire career. I, and by yeah, the way, the stunned. last the last time Roger Federer lost a set six to nothing, sixth love was twenty oh eight in the French Open say, against he, Rafael he, Nadal. He, he, he I think he lost that match, but he won, he I think he forced at least four sets. Yes. I, I think that was a four yeah, set. Yeah, he lost six love in that set back in twenty oh. I think it was the first set, right? Yes. I still remember that match. Yeah. All right, Fed, come on. There's no way. You you cannot retire off a 6-0 bageling at uh, at Wimbledon. Speaking of Wimbledon, we're going to go look at the the semifinal matches that will take place tomorrow on Thursday. A couple of interesting matches on the women's side. We'll preview those next right here on Lombardi Line. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back into the Lombardi line presented by Bet MGM. We continue on our Wednesday show. Happy to be joined by Wes Reynolds on the desk. I'm Ben Wilson, our producer behind the glass as well, J.J. Leonard. As we go back across the pond, take a look at our Thursday previews on the women's side, the semifinals at Wimbledon. Uh, first, though, the updates with Roger Federer now out. He loses in straight sets, bageled in the third by Hubert Hercotch. So it'll be Hercotch West against the winner of the, the one remaining quarterfinal match still going in Friday's semifinal. Matteo Berrettini and Felix auger Aliassime Berrettini, big favorite in the three 50 range. He wins the first set 6-3. They're on serve right now. Five all uh, in the second set. We've already seen Novak Djokovic and Denis Shapovalov advance. And uh, Djokovic, he figured this would be a high price, Wes. It's, and it is. It's minus 900 on uh, Djokovic for Friday with uh, Shapovalov plus 675. You want any part of that? I do not. Uh, so. <laughs> hopefully you got in in terms of Djokovic when he was like the small yeah. odds on I favorite. took a minus 125. Yeah, and, if you yeah. got in there for him to win the tournament, I think you're sitting pretty well right now. I, I would I would agree on that. So uh, I'm, I'm eh, not a sweat yet. I have the Shapovalov Berrettini parlay at about minus 118. We'll see if Berrettini can uh, can get there in the second leg. But West for tomorrow, it's funny, we, we gave kind of our initial thought because we were watching the end of the women's quarter finals when we were on the show yesterday, I was a little surprised to see Angelique Kerber open the 25 seed, but former Wimbledon champion uh, from a few years back, open as about a $2 underdog to top seed Ash Barty. And uh, it's one of those things where the, the the numbers originally, some of the early tennis bettors, they did hit the underdog here. Kerber got it down to about 175, mm-hmm. but as is usually the case, most of the betting comes in, especially in these types of events, on the favorite. And we're seeing this number trickle back up. I'm seeing as high as plus 190 right now uh, in, in the market. So kind of going back to right. what, what, we, what we thought, and we, we both felt like, at least on first look, the line was probably a little bit too high. Do you still feel that way after looking at some numbers on Barty? It probably is, but I still don't know if I'm going to bet Kerber here because I think now Ash Barty – off to a slow start, had to go that three-setter with Suarez Navarro, of course, mm-hmm. as a veteran and, and, and experienced and took her three sets. But I think Barty has gotten better as the tournament has gone along. And I did not really like her at a short price, even though she's the deserved favorite and the best grass court player by, by and large in the world. I didn't like the fact that she didn't have any warm-ups coming in, that she didn't play Eastbourne, that she didn't play really any tune-up events. So I thought she was too short for that price. But she has gotten better as the tournament gone along. And by the way, Barty against Kerber, 2-2 two to two in terms of head-to-head. Mm-hmm. And they've all been on hard courts. Last meeting was in Wuhan, China back in 2018. Ash Barty with the straight sets 5-1 and one over Angelique Kerber. So... You know, I want to make a case for Kerber, and I'm not going to doubt her, but I'm probably not going to end up betting the match. Or if I do, I may look to the totals here in terms of total games played between these two and uh, and perhaps look to the over and maybe think it could be three sets. Right now, if you want to do that, it's about 21 and a half in the market. So, uh, you know, you're looking basically at like a 
seven five six right. four to get you there. Yeah, if and, you uh, think that's going to happen. Ga- so. The game handicap too, another popular tennis bet. Right, I saw four a plus four and a half. If if you want to curb it, what I don't, what I don't like about that though, Wes, is a lot of times these can come down to a simple like a coin toss because yeah. the if you win each set by a break, you're either going to win obviously seven five. You could, but it, more generally, you're going to win either six four or six three, and it literally just depends on if you're serving first, which again comes down to mm-hmm. a coin flip. Uh, then you're going to win a set 6-3 if, if you have a normal break of serve in, in the run of that set. Whereas if you serve second and you get a break, it's going to be 6-4. So you could easily lose a tight match 3-4. and four, And you now all of a sudden, there you go. You're down, you're down right. five games and, and you lose that bet. So uh, it's, it, well, I will say, though, with Kerber, I, I kind of like her tomorrow. I'm with you. I'm going to stay away. I don't think I'm going to play this, even though I, I think Kerber is the liver of the two underdogs to win. Uh, but there is only one player in this current grass court season who has won more than 50% of points on the return. So against serve, which is extremely hard to do. And that one player, Wes, is uh, Angelique Kerber. So it would not stun me at all if the uh, German pulls off the upset. I would also say, like, it, it, it's interesting that bo- I think both of these underdogs are a little bit uh, are, are not priced short enough where you have K- uh, Karolina Pliskova in a, really just a heavy serving matchup against Arena Sabalenka. Two big servers and Pliskova about plus 175. I, you could make the same case on, on that side as well. They've only played twice in their career, both in 2018. Sabalenka two sets to one over Pliskova in Eastbourne on grass and also at Cincinnati in the U.S. Open t- uh, tune-up, by the way, on hardcore. So Sabalenka 2-0 and against her so this to me was a little bit more perhaps of a coin flip uh, yeah. than really the first match and look I thought Sabalenka might have shown some vulnerability but got through uh, the last round so against Rybakina so now at about minus two dollars I think that price is probably fair it's one of those you could tell me any four order of operations for the final any combination would play out and I, I would believe you I'm gonna I'm gonna go I think Kerber gets it done I'm not I don't have the stones to bet that though I think you get Kerber and Sabalenka in the final uh, on Saturday. When we return, big game five in the Stanley Cup final tonight. We'll get Wes's thoughts on that next here on the Lombardi line. VSIN is your betting headquarters for UFC 264. We're bringing you in-depth analysis of the McGregor Poirier main event, plus key bouts on the undercard from our full team of experts, including Lou Finacarl, Reed Kuhn, and Jordan Sherwood. Sign up for the free VSIN newsletter to receive our digital guide and tune in Saturday at noon Eastern for First Strike. Get everything you need for betting on UFC 264 and sign up now for the free UFC 264 betting guide at vsin.com slash free. Back with Wes Reynolds. I'm Ben Wilson on the Lombardi line. Wes, you, you'll be down in that uh, that area on Saturday, albeit for another event, Legion Stadium. Big uh, big event. Lots, yeah. of, lots of big events going on this weekend. Yeah, finally getting the uh, Garth Brooks concert at go. Legion Stadium nice. uh, that was supposed to happen last August. It was really supposed to be the first major concert event at Allegiant Stadium. So uh, that's going to be a very busy corridor. Uh, if you don't like traffic, don't be around there because you got the big Garth Brooks concert at Legion. And of course, Conor McGregor, Dustin Boyer going to be 
be sold yes. out. A lot of Irish fans. So uh, if McGregor wins, maybe the Irish fans are going to be arm in arm out of T-Mobile Arena singing Friends in Low Places as they hear it uh, from course. across the I-15 at Allegiant <laughs> Stadium. I saw some people kind of critical. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, why why would Las Vegas do this? And I think I saw on Twitter, uh, Roxy Roxborough, the uh, legendary figure mm-hmm. here in Vegas said, uh, yeah, I think Las Vegas is capable of walking and chewing gum at the same time. Yeah, uh, there's never just (laughs) one show here in town. There's usually several things going on and several different sporting events. God knows we have enough arenas in this town and they want to build even more. Uh, They want to build more arenas and more stadiums in this town, which, uh, of course, uh, costs the taxpayers pretty penny. Topic for another day. Well, yes. the topic right now, we, maybe we'll see some uh, Floridians flock to Las Vegas, especially if their Tampa Bay Lightning can close out the Stanley Cup tonight after losing in overtime in Game Four. Will it be a gentleman sweep tonight? Uh, Lightning certainly the betters feel that way. This opened in the minus two twenty range last I checked. West seeing it up in into the minus uh, two. It was the minus two twenty five range. I'm now seeing it at BetMGM and currently MGM uh, the market leader minus two fifty on Tampa Bay. So people are looking for one last crack of a profit here on the Lightning before the Stanley Cup playoffs. And are you in agreement with uh, with that move so far? I am. I'm not going to lay the big price. I think if you want to bet Tampa Bay, you may want to look and see if you're. Still has regulation prices in terms of winning it in the first 60 minutes, which obviously means if it goes overtime, your bet is a loser. But that is the way I would do it if I don't want to lay that big price necessarily on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I do think they're going to rebound. I was on Montreal on Monday night. I did push on the total. But look, Tampa Bay probably played their best game in defeat, ironically enough, on Monday night. 34-21 to 21 shot advantage. 436 to 1.9 in terms of the expected goals. Vasilevsky really just was not Vasilevsky's usual self. He was minus uh, 1.1 in GSA. So mm-hmm. the the likely Con Smythe winner, at least the favorite from this standpoint, I know there's a debate with him and Kucherov. I think it's Vasilevsky if they go ahead and close this out. And he just wasn't himself. But you saw what Tampa Bay did. They got down in a game and they came right back. And they had the ability to do that twice where they tie the game. Montreal doesn't have the ability to do that. They have to have a lead and just basically protect it and hope Carey Price is fantastic like he was on Monday night. So... You're looking at what Montreal did. I thought they made a nice adjustment in terms of bumping Toffoli down to the Gallagher line. Mm Because remember that Suzuki Caulfield Toffoli line was so good against the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, they put Anderson up there, and Anderson got a couple goals and has rewarded them. So that's been a good move for Montreal. But it's not enough against a deep team like the Tampa Bay Lightning. You look at the numbers, 5-on-5 in this series, 38-23 to in terms of HDC, which is high danger chances, 16-8 to in terms of goals. I just... I think Montreal, uh, the mayor down there, what was it, Mayor Castor, I believe is her name, she wanted them to lose up there in game four so that Tampa Bay was going to clinch this at home. So I think I think she's going to get her wish. <laughs> Maybe she gets a primary uh, because of that uh, next time she's up for re-election down there. But you look at Tampa Bay, you know, I mentioned they dropped game four despite the fact that they probably played the best game of the four in this series. Now they go home. They've been averaging 4.09 goals a game and are 8-3 and three at home in the postseason at the Amelie Arena. They're also 14-0 and 0 following a loss over the last two postseasons. So trying to get Pretty back-to-back good. Stanley Cups, and I think that they're going to end up getting them tonight. They have not lost consecutive playoff games since 2019, which is a streak of 47 cons- consecutive wow. games. Uh, so, like I said, the mayor gets her win. 
wish. Uh, Vasilevsky's been very good uh, following a loss as well as his teammates. So I would expect Tampa Bay is going to come out flying here. I think if you're looking to bet the lightning side, bet them in regulation. And probably at that point, you're laying now I'm about $1.40, $1.45. Okay. I think it was 135 in the overnight. I also lean a little bit to the over at, at over five minus 125. I know in like elimination games, the temptation for the betters is to always bet it under because it's like, okay, this is down to the nitty gritty now. So we're going to see this low scoring game, but you also got to account for, and it's accounted for and baked into the cake in terms of the price with the juice to the over that this is loser go home or winner go home for Montreal. So, you know, this might be a point where they pull the goalie very early. Like let's say they're down three to one or something like that, or, or even two to nothing. They got to pull the goalie. You get a couple empty netters for Tampa Bay. And then maybe you get Montreal having that extra attack or get a goal late. So I kind of like the over in this spot tonight, and I'm likely going to be on that at over five minus a dollar twenty-five, and then looking for lightning and regulation. Right. Yeah. Every, most books in the market outside of uh, Circo, where they are showing a five and a half heavily juiced though to the yeah, under that, at they're, minus one fifty-five. They're smart down there. They're making yeah. you pay for the tax at under five and a half. They know people are prone to bet that under, so that's why they're giving you right. that cookie down there, even though they're making you pay for it. But that's telling me maybe those guys have a little bit of an opinion and a lean to the over themselves behind. Yeah. The counter. That, Certainly could be uh, because we'll see if the mayor gets her wish. It reminds me, it was that one politician in Wisconsin literally ran a platform. It was in the northwestern part of the state of, yes, I will end the, the uh, restriction of showing Viking games in the western part of the state, which is something like <laughs> literally you have no control. No, that is uh, not a local yeah, jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't have the power. To, you don't have the power to <laughs> do that. It's Fox so, uh, NFL Sunday. Come on. What, what are we doing here? And so, hopefully uh, that yeah. match uh, uh, based, I mean, obviously check the weather to see what's going to happen. It looks like that game is going to take will be, place. Yes. Uh, there is an event taking place in Tampa, Florida right now, and it's all home team. Tampa Bay Rays here, top of the fifth. Indians do have two runners on with nobody out, but 7-1, it has been all Rays here early in this first game of the doubleheader. Yeah, no live line on that, but it has already gone over the seven. It is a seven-inning game, so uh, you can cash that ticket. Uh, Pirates three, Braves two right now, bottom of the third. Pirates minus 160 favorites live. They were about uh, plus 130, 132 as a dog pregame against Drew Smiley in that spot and the White Sox. We saw that huge line move to the Twins at the very end. Twins ended up favored at Circa West, but Sox uh, early 2-0 lead. Bottom of the second, minus 280. Your live favorites right now. When we return on the Lombardi line, final segment of the show, we'll update you on, again, the one Wimbledon match remaining. Then we'll go out and take a full look at the MLB slate, see what Wes is liking uh, later on today. Lots of day games, lots of night games as well. We'll talk about all of those on the other side right here on the Lombardi line. BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that, like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Step on the court with BetMGM for a chance to win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 wager on any player to win Wimbledon. If any player serves an ace, you win $100 in free bets. Just use bonus code VSIN100 and get your piece of the tennis action at BetMGM. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, as we're back to wrap up the Lombardi line, back with Wes Reynolds. I'm Ben Wilson, and one of those quick Wimbledon updates. One match still in progress right now, Wes. I thought maybe you know, I sweated out the first leg of my two-player parlay. I was thinking, oh, maybe we'll cruise in match number two. Well, 
Felix Auger-Aliassime, the talented 20-year-old Canadian, had other ideas. He takes the second set 7-5 from big favorite Matteo Berrettini, who was bet up from about a $3 to a $3.5 favorite. Uh, right now in the live market, West, I'm seeing minus 190 on Berrettini. Is there on serve 1-1 third set? Maybe we're going to see another match uh, go the distance here. Yeah, and FAA now has other ideas about getting swept out of this. Like we were saying, Berrettini looks like he might be the only real threat left mm-hmm. for Djokovic, but the Canadian trying to make it two Canadians in the semifinals here at Wimbledon. Of course, uh, Chapo advanced earlier in that five center over Kachanov. So FAA trying to go ahead and do that. We are all on serve 1 1 early in the third set. I believe we've not seen a Canadian semifinalist since uh, Milo Sraunich. Yeah, Milo was the last one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, F- uh, Felix Auger-Aliassime, again, he's coming off a five-set win over Alexander Zverev. So I still like uh, Berrettini. However, Auger-Aliassime, a couple break points right now at uh, 40-15. So we'll see what uh, happens there. We do have, though, a full MLB card ongoing. We mentioned some of the games in progress right now. A number starting as well here at the top of the hour. Uh, as we turn west to some of your baseball plays on the card today, I know there's a couple of the games here in the the early slate that uh, caught your eye, including one right at the top of the hour at uh, 2.05. First pitch on the East Coast as Detroit and Casey Mize take on the very, uh, really one of the great stories pitching-wise of the first half. It's been kind of submerged by the fact that Texas has been such a dumpster fire as a team, but uh, Kyle Gibson and the Rangers, uh, Kyle Gibson been fantastic this year. He and Texas about a one and a half dollar favorite right now at Bet MGM plus 125. The current take back on Detroit, the over at eight. Little juice, as you see on your screen, to the over at minus uh, 115. Are you are you buying that uh, that this stout first half of the year pitching wise for Gibson continues here? Well, I'm not going to bet him nor fade him because I do believe regression eventually is coming. 198 ERA, but 393 on the xFIP. So eventually it's going to come. But I think if it comes, it might have a better chance to come on the road based on what we've seen out of Cal Gibson so far 109 ERA at home hitters only hitting 184 against him down in Arlington and I like the total in this one and I like it under eight because this is one I, I an angle I usually like to play I don't play it all the time and obviously we see some big scores so far in a couple of these early games but this is that getaway early game day under theory that I like to play when both teams last game of the series and they got to travel. Texas has an off day, but Detroit starts a series, I believe, tomorrow night. So, you know, sometimes you'll see some quick hitters or quick hacks in that game. And that's why I do like the under here at under eight. Kyle Gibson has been obviously very good at home. Casey Mize, I think, has been solid, uh, maybe a little bit better at Comerica Park than he's been on the road. But I think he's kind of settling in and, and showing that he has some ability, maybe not quite as good as that first dra- overall draft pick that the Tigers made on him a few mm-hmm. years ago. But I think he's settled in. And look, this Detroit team that we thought was going to be one of the worst in the league, they're not great, but they're only eight games under yeah. 500. They're 39 and 47. It's not like they've been the Diamondbacks or the Pirates or some of these other teams that have been the real dregs of the league so far this year. They've been scrappy and they compete and they give you, I think, an honest game every single night. Detroit, by the way, starting that set with Minnesota tomorrow. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to travel and then Texas with the day off. So I do like the under eight here. Uh, uh, and and I would maybe go half and half with first five. Uh, sometimes okay. I like to do that. I like the under eight for the full game a little better, but 
Under four is basically the first five prices. My uh, screen switches on me here. So under four, probably a little bit of VIG to the over. I think it's like minus 120 at some places, minus 115 at BetMGM. So you might be able to get even money on that first five. But I am definitely have bet the under eight here with Kyle Gibson and Casey Mize, Texas and Detroit under the total. Uh, at home, Gibson 109 ERA this year at Globe Life Park, which we do. I mean, we have enough data now to suggest like Globe Life, it's pretty Pretty, it's pretty a pitcher's park. It, pitcher's it is park, not yeah. the old ballpark at Arlington where if you breathed on the ball, it was going to go out in that hot uh, Metroplex heat down there yeah. in Dallas-Fort Worth. It, it tends to get hot down there like it does everywhere in the summer. But, yeah, this is very much a pitcher's park. I was considering – I'm going to be in Dallas this weekend. I was considering you know, checking out the new park going on uh, on Sunday when I'm there, and I, I then realized that Sunday is – Euro final, Copa America final, Wimbledon, Wimbledon men's final. Wimbledon, we a lot have of NBA going on. like, and uh, so I'm I'm going to take a pal, I'll, you know, sit in the air conditioning at the hotel uh, before flying. That's back probably here. good down there in July. Uh, in yeah, I, I, I would I would think so. Uh, so we have that uh, that game. West is on uh, again. That starts right to after the uh, top of the hour. One game I'm, I'm not going to play this. I found, I found this really interesting. We did a little preview yesterday. It was a Jacob Degrom day. Well, Jacob Degrom day pushed back one day because that game was rained out last night. But uh, the the Mets in that spot against Brett Andrews. Anderson of the Brewers were a massive favorite, about a $2.5 favorite against the team in Milwaukee, leading the NL Central by a pretty significant margin. Well, the Brewers did something interesting today with DeGrom pushback. It's now the split doubleheader, and that first game starts here in about 15 minutes, uh, just uh, past the top of the hour. They're actually going to line up Corbin Burns here instead, West for game number one to take on DeGrom, and as a result, you're seeing this line a little bit tighter. Mets still favored at MGM up to minus 175. Pretty hilarious also on a seven inning game total of four and a half <laughs> like you see first fives higher than what we're seeing on a quote-unquote full game total four and a half this is going to be an awesome pitching matchup I don't know if there's a way you really play this because I think now we have seen Burns regress a little bit since the uh, the whole sticky stuff compliance rules have kicked in but he's still I think that was that regression was was doomed to happen anyway because he mm-hmm. was so good in his first 10 12 starts uh, any any read you have on on probably what, what has to be said the best pitching matchup of the day well today. even with a little bit of that regression that you mentioned, he is still second in the league, that being Corbin Burns and strikeouts per nine innings. 13.2 or just a little smidge under. Obviously, the cutter is his main out pitch. He also has a great curveball, so those have been very effective this year. 241 ERA, 12th overall in baseball. And look, the Brew Crew is 12-3 and over their last 15 games. Now you're wondering, okay, okay, when are these guys going to cool off? Certainly the Reds and some of these teams chasing, especially the Reds, are wondering, okay, when are they going to cool off well it would help the Reds not to blow a game in Kansas City like they did last night Mm -hmm. and meanwhile the Cubs and the Cardinals are just trying to get any kind of win so Brewers are starting to pull away here in the NL Central and I know Burns has regressed but I still think he's been very good what has really happened with Milwaukee's resurgence as much as we talk about the pitching especially at the top with Burns and Woodruff the bats have really come to life over the last two weeks the Brewers have scored the most runs of any team in all of Major League Baseball six in batting average fourth and OPS, the trade for Willie Adamas for Tampa Bay. I mean, you're thinking, okay, Yelich is getting hot or some of their primary hitters, but it's been Willie Adamas. It's been Jace Peterson. It's been guys that are in the, to the middle or to the bottom 
of that lineup that have really done well for the Milwaukee Brewers. But that being said, they are up against it against a guy in Jacob yes. DeGrom with a .95 ERA and has allowed just 12 runs and 14 starts this year. And I said about how Burns is number two in strikeout to walk ratio. Well, who is number one? That would be Jacob DeGrom. 14.4 strikeouts mm. per nine innings. So, you know, not much to really say here on De- on DeGrom in terms of uh, his performance. And he's obviously the big favorite for the Cy Young. Mets offense, still very shaky. Talented lineup, but just ranked 29th in runs per game this year. Mm-hmm. And 24th in batting average, 26th in OPS. Struggled in their home park, actually. It's favors the pitchers. So, you know, kind of a big price here on the Mets. I have not gotten involved. I would certainly lean Milwaukee here in this early matchup. It, it would be fun just to have it, just, you know. Tell your grandkids you had a four and a half total under tickets on a full MLB game that is happening today. Plus 105, by the way, uh, on that under Brewers. By the way, we have the uh, Major League Baseball trade deadline in a few weeks. They did make a trade yesterday. You talk about trying to reinforce the lineup. Rowdy Tellez, who was struggling for the Blue Jays, they, they did this. They had added Daniel Vogelbach at the deadline last year, and he's had a, a nice power surge in mm-hmm. Milwaukee. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the same thing could potentially happen. With well, Tellez. they've been making all the right moves lately and punching all the right buttons now, 51 and 35. Yeah. They're also going to play a second game, by the way, at City Field tonight at 710 Eastern. Brett Anderson for Milwaukee. Looks like Robert Stock going to be the opener for the New York okay. Mets. So that is a look at the MLB card real quickly since we didn't get to, get to it in our first hour when we did some of our golf previews with Wes. There is a PGA event here in the States this week. Don't want to neglect the good folks. It's a John Deere, the John Deere Classic in Silvis, Illinois, TPC Deer Run. Again, for the full breakdown on that, check out our Long Shots podcast, which is now available at vcin.com. Wes, you and Brady Cannon recorded that. Our golf betting experts recorded that uh, yesterday. Obviously, as we touched on with how all the big names really are at the Scottish Open this week, it's a much lighter field here at, uh, at TPC Deer Run. Daniel Berger, your short shot at 10 to 1. Now, where's the value to you in a, in a tournament like this? Yeah, so I think you can go in the middle of the market here. My lowest guy was Alex Noren at 33 to 1. T4 last week in Detroit. Held the clubhouse lead for a while on Sunday. Think he's getting his confidence back and all 10 of his Euro Tour wins are on bent grass greens. That's what they're going to have here at Silvis, Illinois in the Quad Cities. So I have Noren, I have Patton Kazire, Steve Stricker, Doc Redman, all kind of in that 50 to 1 range. Mr. John Deere classic is Steve Stricker, although his Mr. last John win here Deere. was 10 years ago. Yes, he won three years in a row at this event, and he's playing this event instead of the U.S. Senior Open in Omaha, so this is one of those few events on the PGA Tour where Steve Stricker, who is still an amazing putter, can still win, so I took a shot with him. Also, a couple guys that have great ball striking stats but can't make a putt, but maybe they can this week. Kyle Stanley and Johnny Vegas, anywhere from 60 okay. to 70 to 1. Also, Bo Hosler at 80 to 1. Love Strick. Uh, what are the odds we get another playoff? Three weeks Probably in a row. pretty darn good because you got to make a lot uh, of birdies to win this thing. This is another birdie fest at the John Deere. We've Classic. had what, like 13 aggregate holes of playoffs the last two PGA events. We'll see if that happens. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in today. Again, for Wes Reynolds, I'm Ben Wilson saying so long. Next up, we go out to our Circus Sports Studios. I'm all Sean Mike Palm. Take it away with the nuts coming up next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.